0: Everyone likes a hero. They do what's right and show up just in the nick of time to save the day. But you don't need a cape or bulging muscles to be a hero.
1: You can be a hero to someone else.
0: Welcome to Anchor Points, a program produced by Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. Here, we hope you'll find answers to some of life's everyday struggles. You can learn more at fredericksdachurch.org. And there are qualities of a hero you and I can learn from the way he lived here. Today, Robert Quintana reveals what they are and how you can allow God to work in you and through you so you can be a hero to others in need. In his message, we all need a hero.
1: So I remember seeing a documentary several years back um, on the effects that music can have on an individual and it was a very interesting documentary, and they had a lot of footage of different artists and different bands and, and you know, different concerts, and, and one of the things that stood out to me was how they would go, the documentary would go from one concert to the next, and they would interview some of the people that were in line to buy tickets to go into to see their favorite artist or their favorite band, and these people are crazy. I mean, they're just insane. You know, as the camera would pan, you know, through the audience, through those waiting in line, they would be like, it's like, whoa, chill out. You know, it's only a musician. It's only a singer, really. And oftentimes they would, you know, lift up their shirts or lift up their sleeve and they'll show you a tattoo, you know, of the, of the artist's name or of the band name. And you're like, Really? I mean, do they really mean that much to you? I'll never forget this one girl. They came up to her and uh, they said, what does, um, you know, this band mean to you? And she goes off and she says, oh, they mean everything to me. They're my hero. They're a god to me. And then she goes, look. And she sticks out her tongue. And I kid you not, she had tattooed the name of the band on her tongue. And you're like, really? And it really got me thinking about why is it that as humans, why is it that as, as, as individuals, why is it that we have this tendency to put people up on a pedestal? Why is it that we want to have heroes in our lives? Now, I know that most of us here aren't that extreme. We're not going to go tattoo the name of our hero, you know, on our shoulder or on our back. I I understand that. But if you think about it, most of us here at one point or another, and maybe even now, we still have heroes in our lives. You talk to a little boy. Oh, I want to grow up to be a fireman. They are my hero. You think about astronauts or you think of law enforcement. We like to have heroes in our lives. Maybe some of you have already seen the movie Avengers. We like heroes. This movie has already grossed over $1.3 billion worldwide. We love heroes. There is something about heroes that we like that are, that is attractive to us. So I got to thinking, why is that? Why is it that we are attracted to heroes? Now, I understand that not all heroes are cartoon figures or make-believe figures. You know, sometimes we have real life heroes in our lives. Sometimes a mom or a dad can be a hero to us. Like I said, sometimes a soldier can be a hero to us. But I got to thinking, why is it that we're attracted to heroes? And these are some of the things I came up with. Oftentimes, a hero will give us direction or will give us goals, particularly in the area of athletics, sports. We might have a hero who is a a sports figure and we say, you know what? You see them accomplish something in the Olympics and you say, you know what? I want to accomplish that. And it gives you goals. It gives you purpose. It gives you direction. Sometimes a hero can give you strength and motivation. You don't feel like getting up in the morning and then you think of your hero and maybe it was your dad, how he got up every morning at five o'clock and you say to yourself, you know, if he did it, I can too. And so your hero can sometimes, oftentimes provide strength and motivation for you. Sometimes a hero will provide peace, comfort, security, especially when you think of, of firemen and women or you think of law enforcement. You think of firefighters. You think, man, they provide for me a kind of peace, a serenity, a comfort. They provide a kind of security. And maybe that's why you elevate them to the status of being a hero heroes will oftentimes teach us bravery. And what I mean by that is in the face of adversity, they're going to press on and they don't care what people say. They're just going to move on and finish the task that's been set before them. Oftentimes heroes have this never quit mentality that it doesn't matter Against all odds, I'm going to continue and I am never, ever going to quit. And oftentimes, heroes will show us a sacrificial spirit. In other words, I am willing to sacrifice. I am willing to put it all on the line. I am willing to give up my life because I believe in this cause or simply because it is right. And so I am willing to lay down my life for that. Or they just live a life of sacrifice where they sacrifice day in and day out. And then they become a hero for us. Well... Unfortunately, our world, our culture is full of heroes that while in principle provide some of these things for individuals, unfortunately, we put the wrong kinds of people up on these pedestals. Let me give you an example. Many musicians will give young people direction, and because they're given direction, they consider them a hero, but unfortunately, oftentimes, it is the wrong direction. Oftentimes, movie stars will give people strength and motivation to carry on, but unfortunately, many times it is the motivation and the strength to do the wrong kinds of things. Unfortunately, in the day and age that we live in, we set up these heroes that teach us bravery, that they're going to fight no matter what. But when you take a look at what they're fighting for, you realize, well, wait a second, it's completely different than what the Bible says we need to be fighting for. And so one of the things I hope that you learn here today is that we set up the right kind of heroes in our lives or as a parent that you strive to set up the right kinds of heroes in your children's life so that they can look up to the right kind of people. And I got to say, you don't have to look very far. This Bible right here, this word, this, the word of God is full of heroes, heroes that we can look to and say, you know what? They did it right. They were after the right things. And so you go through the scriptures and you find stories of Joseph, of Abraham, of David and Daniel. And you find stories like like Samson and, and John and Peter and Paul. And you think to yourself, man, they can be heroes to me. And of course, when you look through the scriptures, who is the one guy who stands out above the rest as the super ultimate hero of them all? And that's Jesus Christ. I want to share with you just a few passages of the life of Jesus that are good, that's going to help you understand how Jesus can be a hero to us. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, starting with verse 3. A hero usually inspires. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And one of the reasons why Jesus stands out as a hero is because he is a man who inspires. He is one who builds up instead of tear down. He is someone that speaks words of hope, words of comfort, words of peace, words of security. He is a man who speaks words of inspiration, and as a result, we view him as a hero. I'd like for you to turn in the Bible in to Matthew chapter 28, yet another reason why Jesus stands out as a hero. Verse 10 says this And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there, They will see me. Verse 17. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Another reason why Jesus is a hero. He gives purpose. You read through the scriptures in Old Testament, New Testament, time and time again, we see God, we see Jesus giving us a purpose in life. And that is one reason why Jesus is a hero to so many of us. And so, when you go down this list as to why we make heroes heroes, Jesus really is at, the, is at the top of the list. Because when you go through down this list, He gives us direction, He gives us goals, He motivates us, He gives us the strength that we need, He gives us peace and comfort, He gives us security. He certainly teaches us what it means to be brave in the face of adversity. He presses on. Jesus has this never quit mentality. It doesn't matter what odds are against him. He is going to press on. And yes, Jesus shows us a sacrificial spirit. In other words, I'm going to give, 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 give. No matter what, I will continue to give for their purpose to build them up. And yes, we see Jesus inspiring us. We see him giving us purpose. We see him giving us hope. And so when you talk about heroes, at the top of the list, it has to be Jesus. There's another reason why I think Jesus is our hero, my hero. There's another reason why I think he should be our hero. And that is because he shows us beyond the natural. He shows us beyond the reality that is right before us. I want to share with you a, a, a historical hero for so many. I know that nowadays, the more we, we get to know about him, some kind of question, well, maybe he shouldn't be a hero as, as much as we think he should be. But you need to realize that back in the day, he was a huge hero. And yes, still today, for what he was able to accomplish he still stands as a historical hero in our society and in our culture. That's Christopher Columbus. I mean, you need to understand what this man was able to accomplish in his day. The country, Spain, had this motto, and the motto read like this, De plus ultra, which is Latin for no more beyond. You see, the Spaniards thought... We know everything there is to know. There's nothing out there to explore. We've discovered it all. And so they lived with this model, no more beyond. But here comes Christopher Columbus and he says, no, wait a second. I believe that there's more to life than just what we see. I think that there is more beyond just what I'm experiencing right here. And so you know the story. He set out to see. He set out with his ship, with his crew, and he set out. And of course, he was able to discover one land after the next, bringing back to Spain an unbelievable wealth of knowledge of what they they did not know existed there. And so today, if you go to Spain, there is this statue, and I forget the name of the city where this statue is, but there is a monument erected in his memory. And it's kind of interesting because part of this monument that's been erected for him is that 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 motto, "De plus ultra," which is no more beyond. But there's something quite different about it. You see, because there is this lion who is chomping on the word "ne," which is no. In other words, this lion is eating up the word "no," so that all you can read is more beyond. And so Christopher Columbus was able to show us beyond what at the present time was the reality. And so we herald him as a hero. When you look at the life of Jesus, was he not able to show us beyond our reality? I mean, when you read through the scriptures and and you read what he has to say, he he paints a picture of a reality out there that we don't quite see. And and you might remember he told Thomas, he says, you know, blessed are those that believe but yet have not seen. And so let's just read a couple of those of those descriptions that, that he paints for us. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 14, starting with verse one. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. There he is painting this picture of the beyond. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Go all the way to the end of your Bibles, to the book of Revelation. Revelation. Revelation chapter 21, here Jesus Christ through John speaks these words. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more death, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. And so here we get this picture of the beyond. And you know, sometimes we get stuck in the rut of the day-to-day. You know, sometimes we just think that, that, that life is just about waking up and going to sleep and going to work and eating and, yeah, getting on Facebook. And, but guys, life is so much more than that. Why? Because Jesus Christ, our hero, has painted a picture for us of the beyond. And so he becomes a hero for us. Okay, so Jesus is our hero. Now what do I do with that? I mean, how do I apply that to my life come Monday morning in the office? Like, what, what do I do? And I want I to point to yet another hero in Scripture by the name of David. So I'd like for you to turn to the Bible, in your Bibles, to the book of 1 Samuel. Because in this story, we're going to see the what if. We're going to experience the, what difference does it make? And the first one I want you to read with me is verse 7. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. And this is what it says. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical nature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so many of you know this story. Samuel goes to the house of Jesse. He's trying to identify the next king. And he's going through all of the brothers. And all of them, one by one, come up. And one by one, he says, no, this is not the anointed one. This is not the one that God has has placed his hand on. And so one by one. And so finally, God says to Samuel, listen, buddy. Don't get upset here. Don't Stop looking at the outward appearance. God doesn't look at the outward appearance. He looks at what's in the heart. And so you know the story. They finally... Go through everyone, and and Samuel says, "Is there anyone left?" And Jesse says, "Well, yeah. I mean, there's the the you know the smallest one, the the youngest brother. You know, he's out in the field somewhere, a, a young shepherd boy, and he comes, and you know the story, right? But but here's here's my point. When when you look at the life of David from beginning to end, one of the reasons why he stands out as a hero to us is because it is an inspiring story. He inspires us. We just looked at how Jesus inspires us, absolutely. But here we now see in his story an inspiration. But did you notice how that inspiration comes about? It's not because David is out doing his own thing. No, it is because God is working in him, and through him. And because of that, David becomes an inspirational story. It becomes an inspiration to us, and so he becomes a hero to us. Let me explain this a little bit further, just a a few verses down. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother's, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward, so Samuel rose and went to Ramah. So we read a little bit ago how Jesus gives us purpose. As a hero, he gives us reason to live, and now we see Jesus doing the same thing in the life of David. Now we see Jesus, we see God giving purpose to David. And because of the life of purpose that David lived, we lift him up and we say, man, what a hero, what an awesome man. But did you notice it wasn't because of David himself, it was because what? God was working in him and through him, and because of that, David had purpose. So because God is working in him and through him, David is able to be an inspiration David is able to live a life of purpose. Let me share one more with you. If you turn one page over probably to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Listen to verse 45. Listen to verse 45. And it says, Then David said to the Philistine, You came to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. So that story in of itself, where David goes up against um, Goliath, gives us hope, doesn't it? We read a little bit ago how when we look at the life of Christ, it gives us hope. But now we see Jesus, we see him working in David and through David. And as a result, David now gives us hope as he faces the giant. It gives us hope to say, you know what, it doesn't matter how big the problem is in my life. If God is in me and working through me, it gives me hope that I can conquer it, that I can be victorious. But did you notice the common denominator in all three of these? It's God working in David and through David. And so here's the, what difference does it make? Because it's it's very easy for us to say, yeah, Jesus needs to be our hero and that is absolute truth and, and that is something that we can strive for and see how we can make that happen and how we can live that out. But to take it a step further means this. You can be a hero to someone else. That's right you can be a hero to someone else. Not on your own power, not on your own strength, not because you think, oh, this is a great idea. But listen, when you surrender your life over to Christ and you go before him and, he say, and say, God, I'm yours, whatever it is that you want, I'm here for you. If you remember, the Bible says of David that he was a man after God's own heart. In other words, David lived a life of surrender. David would, would oftentimes go before God and say, God, I surrender my all to you. And so if we do that, if we go before God and say, God, I am yours. I am yours. You're going to see God working in you and through you. And you, in turn, will be able to be a hero for someone else. And so here is the challenge for all of us here today is how then do I allow God to work in me and through me? And the question to ask is how can I be a hero to someone else? How can I lift someone else? How can I show someone what it means to have a sacrificial spirit, What does it mean for me to have a never quit mentality? How can I show someone peace and comfort? Because here's the deal. You can be a hero to someone else only if you allow God to work in you and through you. You can. I know that's a high task. I know it's a high standard. And I know that there's some here that are saying, Pastor, I don't know that I can do that. No, you can if you allow God to work in you and through you. You can be a hero to someone else because at the end of the day, we all need heroes.
0: Anchor Points with Robert Quintana is a ministry of the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or at fredericksdachurch.org. God values your choice. It's why he gave Adam and Eve the choice to follow him or not. But sometimes our choices get in the way of what God wants to do in our lives. Next week, Robert Quintana will share some ways you can ensure you make the right choices in life. In his message, Walk in the Spirit. Also, if you're wanting to learn more about how to begin a life change or just wanting more answers, we'd love to talk with you. Feel free to visit us online and check out some of our resources at fredericksdachurch.org. You can also call us during the week at 301-662-5254. We're located right between I-70 and Route 15 on Jefferson Pike. Our main service takes place Saturdays at 11 a.m., and we'd love for you to join us sometime. Remember, God loves you and wants you to live out His purpose.